Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. Citizens of Earth, take comfort in your isolation in the universe and know that the following podcast is not real. But it is really sponsored by Emporium. Emporium's three Chicago land locations combine the best arcade games, craft beer, and live events. Check out EmporiumChicago.com slash CPC for a free drink or game tokens. <laughs> Hello from the Magic Tavern, a weekly podcast from the magical land of Foon. I'm your host, Arnie Niekamp. If you haven't heard the podcast before, this is the business. Uh, almost a year ago, I fell through a magical portal behind a Burger King into the fantastical land of Foon. Luckily, I'm still getting a slight Wi-Fi signal. I, I have to imagine it's coming through that same magical portal that I can't find, but I know is out there somewhere nearby. And I use that to upload a podcast that I record every week here in the tavern, the Vermilion Minotaur, in the town of Hogsface, in the land of Foon. And I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts, my buds, my goon companions. What's up? Chunt, you are back to being a badger. That's right. Poppy knows what he wants, and Poppy likes veggies. <laughs> so you're just an alligator or a crocodile, wherever you were, for just a week. Yep. Back to being a badge patch. Do you plan to swap around, or? No, I don't plan to swap around. Uh-huh. This is an unconscious effort. I fall, you know, I am attracted to someone, and I, sure. you know. I guess I, I guess I think, because you can change, I guess I think of you being more conscious of wanting to change. But, yeah, you're right. It's just who... You have sex with who you have sex with. Yeah, I have no agenda. I have an agenda. Oh, no. For I am Usador, wizard of the twelfth realm of Ephesius, master of light and shadow, manipulator of magical delights, devourer of chaos, champion of the great halls of Tarakas. The ills know me as Fiang Yellock, the dwarves know me as Zonin and Huxangis, and I am known in the northeast as Gas. Gas my anus. Mm, I should never have avoided that contract. 
And there may be other secret names you do not know yet. Does it bother you in the least that you are outsmarted by a barbarian? <laughs> that Crom came up with a better joke than I could come up with? Mm-hmm. N- well, yes, a little bit, but mostly I'm just enjoying the gas my anus. Like, uh, yeah. that gift was given to us, and I'm going to keep it going for a while. Do you know, do you have on Earth uh, the high road? Or, or playing to the top of your intelligence. Do you I've have heard races? of those things. I've no. heard right. of those things. Yeah, that's fine. But we also have this wonderful thing on my world called low-hanging fruit, and mm-hmm. it's delicious. By the, the way, high road is so high; it's so far away. By the way, my agenda is to defeat the Dark Lord. Oh yeah, we always, I always forget about that. That's all I talk about. Yeah. All the time, Usador's brain is turning, thinking of new ways to overcome the great evil. Usador, I'm going to stop all. you mid uh, pontification on yeah, that. Yeah. What have you done this week to help you in your quest to defeat the Dark Lord? I traveled all the way to Skur. I spent many hours going through many mystical texts, looking for arcane knowledge that would give me some edge, some bit of power to overcome the Dark Lord. And? Nah. Nah, fair enough. What did you do all week, huh? Yeah, what did you do all week? Did you get the Lunar Sword yet? I have not gotten the Lunar Sword yet. Uh, I actually spent a little more time around the Vermilion Minotaur this week because Blemish has started, like, painting the walls all black. And, and I don't know, I'm just sort of trying to keep Blemish's creepiness at bay as much as possible. I thank you for this. Yeah. Good luck. Which one is Blemish? <laughs> oh. We should get to our guests. I'm super excited because uh, we are uh, joined once again by Larry Birdman. Hello, Arnie. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me back. It's good to be back <laughs> in, uh, in the town. <laughs> Welcome back, Larry. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's uh, it's you know it's that time of year. We're uh, we're very excited. The uh, the Super Cavalcade Part One is uh, yeah. is nearing an end. I hope. I really, really hope. It could be weeks. And, and for new listeners who maybe haven't who haven't heard when you were on before, mm. uh, explain what uh, the Foon Mittens League sure. is. Yeah, sure. just explain all of Mittens. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's a tall task. Uh, the rule book is uh, about 645 pages long. But uh, I can tell you that Mittens is the most popular sport in all of Foon. I'm Larry Birdman. I'm the commissioner of the Foon Mittens League, the FML. And uh, the Super Cavalcade Part 1 and Part 2 are our... Uh, Yearly championship in two parts. Uh, part one involves the second and third place team over the course of the year playing in the semifinals, if you will. Uh-huh. And the winner of that plays against the worst team uh, for the championship, which is one of the rules uh, out of many rules that I'm, I really d- dislike. That's okay. right. As I remember, you are the commissioner of the league, but you really Correct. dislike the vast majority of the rules. Well, like. I dislike, I wouldn't say the majority, but I would say several key rules uh, I really don't like. And so... Uh, I'm actually uh, here in town uh, for a, a series of meetings that mm-hmm. coincide with the end of the uh, first cavalcade uh, to to have a meeting and, and finally meet with a panel of, of seven elders to discuss mm-hmm. some changes to the rules. So you're having a meeting to have a meeting to have a panel. That's correct. To discuss. That's <laughs> pretty even straightforward. The, even the change. Even the I chose my process. words very, very carefully. We are now, having a meeting now. That meeting will hopefully lead to a meeting. Uh-huh. And at that meeting, we will choose a panel, and then that panel will get together <laughs> and hopefully change oh, no. a few of the rules. It seems so hard to reform anything in this game. It's un- I was just going to commend you for cutting through the red tape. Yeah, yes. Are, are changing rules or laws in your world pretty simple, then? I don't know. I don't follow it that closely. Huh. We haven't changed Shocking. the men's rule in probably 15 years. Wow. Not since I've been commissioned. What was the last rule that got changed? Uh, well, uh, oh, 
I, the last one that I can remember is that you're not allowed to kill a guy for taunting you. Oh, it used to be perfectly legal. Yes, you were allowed I re- to. I really miss that. I do, too. Back when I played, you could kill a man for taunting you. Now you can kill someone only for, you know, the five or six other reasons that you're allowed to kill someone in a... It's the only time in all of Foon you can't kill a man for taunting you. It's very really? frustrating. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not going to ask you to name all five or six way- reasons no. that you can kill someone, but what are like four of them? Four? Well, uh, one is uh, if they are... If they c- get in your line of sight <laughs> without... Uh, requesting permission. Sure. So, That's tough in a sport. I know. So there's a lot of legal killing because of that. Uh, one is adultery. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is... Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I, I, sorry. Clarifying question. Yes. Does the adultery have to happen during the game no. or just in general? Totally unreasonable. There's no time for coitus during a game of mittens. No, I, I'm just... You have to do the uh, foreign language flashcards. There's no time for coitus. That's right. We've got the foreign... You're making frittatas. You're doing flashcards. You're doing all these things. You don't have time for that. No, if you if a man is ever or a woman has ever committed adultery, they're free game to be murdered during a game of mittens. Oh, boy. Another one is mispronouncing uh, the name of the team that you're playing against. Um, there are a few others, but, you know. Man, Arnie, you one- should really... You should really join uh, Hogface's team. (laughs) I I actually have a question for Arnie. Shouldn't we talk about all the exact same things that we spoke about with Larry before? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just part of it is, you know, it's a very complicated game. I haven't lived with it my whole life. So part of it is refreshing my memory of how this. What's a popular game on Earth? uh, Football. How do you play it? (sighs) Um, Well, uh, what's a popular game that you actually know something about? <laughs> uh, you know, let, let me ask you a Pac-Man? question, if I could. Um, how was football invented? Uh, I don't know. Let me t- here's my frustration. One of my biggest frustrations with mittens is the, the sport of mittens was originally designed by a man in, in a series of children's books. I don't think he thought through it. I don't think he thought through the rules at all. They just wrote it into a children's book. And then soon enough, people started playing mittens, and then it got more and more popular. But we have all these traditionalists who demand that we don't leave the canon, sure. which are these you know, children's books. What that were, were the children's books? What were uh, they called? They were called the, the, the Loneliest, Loneliest Son of Lonely. Sounds like a very sad Such children's book. Such a popular series of books. Really? Yeah. Yes, it was a very popular series, and, and it was basically a... It was a, a bunch of young boys and girls who went off to a, uh, like a reform type school, mm-hmm. and they would go to the reform school, and at that reform school, there was this sport called mittens, and it was, it was written, and it's been very frustrating to me ever since, because the rules don't make any sense. Sure. So, what are some of the reforms that you want to make? Well, I want to make three key reforms. The first is I would like to get rid of the bird-catching rule, uh, I guess, to go back over it. Uh, in the sport of mittens, if you carry a potted plant 2,000 yards, yeah. fighting against 31 people who are allowed literally to try to murder you the entire time, and get that pot across 2,000 yards, you get one point. If you catch a bird, you get 700 points. I find that very frustrating. That, is, that seems unbalanced. Yes. Uh, at one game this year was 2,800 to 10. And yet, in my view, it should have been 10 to 0. It yeah. was a slaughter on the field, but, but one team caught four birds. Second rule I would like to change is um, I would like to... I think the penalty system doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Now, what a penalty is, Arnie, is if you do something that's outside of the rules, yes, then the other team loses someone. 
I see. Yes. Oh. Which to me seems unfair. Yeah, really, uh, really incentivizes you to break the rules. That's exactly right. So what most of the game is done is either you're trying to keep one team from catching a bird or you're spending a lot of time hiding from the referee that the other team is committing illegal acts. So there's a lot of cover-up of your opponents doing illegal acts. So people wildly breaking the rules and then other people just really trying to distract the referees from that fact. That's right. A lot of complicated dance numbers right in front of the referee. It's amazing. It's very chaotic. It sounds very chaotic. What's one thing that's always happening are people are taking metal chairs and bashing other people with them, which is illegal. You can only do it with a wooden chair. Oh. So if you have a metal chair and you're bashing them, what, what will happen is someone on the other team will knock the referee out right before someone gets bashed with a metal chair to prevent the referee from seeing it. <laughs> How does how does how does someone even follow this game? Like when you're watching it, like what are you even paying attention to? Well, the beauty is you've got 62 people to be watching it at any given time, and uh, you know, it's like a fucking Where's Waldo picture of oh, a it's of terrific. a sport. Oh, what? I will. What? It's uh, wonderful. I don't want to talk about Earth stuff. Really wonderful. It's I just a bought visual a visual smorgasbord. I just bought a uh, to to catch up on the season this year. I just bought a magic box to make sure that I'm tuned in and watching. And how does how does a magic, magic box work? Oh, it's terrific. Magic box is just a large, it's like um, four foot by four foot box, mm-hmm. and there's um, uh, ten tiny, tiny men and women who live inside of it. <laughs> they receive information telepathically, and then they recreate uh, amongst themselves what they're receiving telepathically. Oh, wow! It's pretty straightforward. It's great. It's really good for sh- uh, programs with twenty or less characters. Sure. In a mittens game, not quite as good because each person has to do uh, three. Yeah. yeah. And I lost one of the guys. I had to stop watching because I ran out of horses to murder. Oh, oh, that's right. You watch through murdering horses. Yeah. You could always walk and pop. I could walk and pop, but I prefer to murder a horse. That's and the best not, way. Let me clarify. I am not killing horses. I am murdering them. Sure. Well, I feel like we've got a whole murder discussion we need to have. But first, let's actually take a quick break. We don't want to have a murder conversation. Uh, Drinkless. Well, if you kill a horse, it's murder. (laughs) Oh, God. Can I get a bowl of low-hanging fruit? This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now... New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. 
This is Blemish from the Vermilion Minotaur. Come up down to the Vermilion Minotaur for the Rooster's Feet Special. Thirteen for the price of twelve. Just ask for Blemish's Dozen, and perhaps I will give you a cask of cat's blood to go along with it. Come to the Vermilion Minotaur at the base of McShingleshane Forest. All right, great. Uh, thanks, Blemish, for doing that. Because the Vermilion Minotaur still does sponsor uh, the podcast, even though Otok is off on his quest and Blemish is in charge at the tavern for a while. Larry, are you currently um, seeing anyone? Do you have any sort of romantic interest? or? Well, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty busy. I've had some, some bad luck. In the past, with a few women, but uh, you yeah, know, didn't your wives die? A few children that I'm. Uh, yes, yes, all three of my wives died. How did they die? Um, it's a kind who, of who really insensitive to? question that normally I would ask. Oh yeah, well, I guess you're right no, off on me. It's okay. I mean, it's it's pretty well publicized. Um, you know, if you listen to the media, mm-hmm. uh, there's been a lot of suggestion that I murdered all three of my wives. Um, that's what I heard. Yeah, that's that's entirely not true. That is a. Uh, there's an entire program on the Magic Box about it. Yeah. And I know that there's a moment where, like, you walked into, like, a bathroom and you didn't know that there was, like, a teleportive mirror. And yes. then he said, he kind of admitted to it. Mm-hmm. No, no, I did not. That's not what oh, I... Oh, I'm sorry. Now, what happened... So, in my view, what occurred is my, my longtime rival, a lot mm-hmm. of people know Larry Birdman, had a great rivalry with uh, Dick Wizardry. And the two of us were the two best mittens players. <laughs> Birdman against Wizardry was well known everywhere. I, I frankly think that he hired someone to, to take out each of my wives at wow. different times. That's what I think. What an amazing story. It never even occurred to me that Dick Wizardry might be involved in this. Yes, well, that's what I think. I think Dick Wizardry tried to make a murderer of me. Is, is, is Dick short for anything? Yes. It was previously Irvin. But he went by Dick Wizardry because... One of the moves in mittens is called the dick. Sure. It's yeah. when you start going left and then instead go right. Yeah. And so he was... So that's the dick move? That, that's a dick move. That Do you want any of this fruit in the middle, move. Arnie? You want any of this fruit? And you said he's trying to make a murder of you? I believe he is, yes. Yeah. yeah. So you contend yeah. that you had nothing to do with these murders? I don't just contend it. I went through uh, the legal process here in Foon and have been acquitted. On three separate occasions. How, how does the legal system work in film? You have multiple options. Multiple options. Uh-huh. If you're charged with a crime, you can have a trial. You can have a trial by fire, Ooh. which is similar to a trial, but next to a fire. <laughs> you can have a trial by trail. You can have a... Uh, there's multiple different ways. You can have trial by heated debate, you have, uh-huh. which is a trial by fire. But you also have debate. I prefer the trial by fire because if you just have a trial... A lot of times you're like, who said that? What's, who? But if the fire's there, you can see everyone. Yeah, yes. It illuminates oh, yeah. everyone, yeah. yeah. I much prefer. My first trial was trial in, you know, without the fire. Right. And, yeah, no one could see it. And we had a mistrial, which is when I forgot to go to the trial. I missed yeah. it. You just missed it. <laughs> so then we, uh, later I came back and we had the trial. I was acquitted. And then we had a trial by fire for the second one. I was acquitted of that as well. And then the third, we had trial by argument, uh-huh. which you can you spin a wheel, you pick a topic, uh-huh. and you argue about whatever that topic what is. Was, what was the topic? Oh, I'll never forget. It was very fortunate for me. It was mittens. Oh, it was the go. rules of mittens. So. Wow. I don't know. That seems pretty 
that seems almost unfair. You go with what the what wheel gives you. What are some of the other, like, how, how many topics are on the wheel? Oh, a hundred, I think. A hundred? Yeah. Are they always standard? Like, is it a hundred set mm. topics? No, there's like 50 that uh-huh. are set, and then, you know, it just depends on what the tribal council or, or the judge would like to put on uh-huh. that wheel. Sure. Now, I, I've been a judge a few times. I hate to put take you to task here, Mr. Birdman, but I must ask, what about the bloody gauntlet? Well, that's uh, what it, what Usador is referring to is uh, there were bloody gauntlets found in the back of my Bronco. Your Bronco? Yes. He has a horse. I have a horse. Yes. <laughs> in and the... Okay. When people went to my house, they searched my Bronco and found on the back were these bloody gauntlets. And uh, a lot of people said those gauntlets were likely used during the murder of my second wife. It was a beautiful, beautiful Snow White Bronco. It was a big chase. Hmm. But during the uh, the trial by fire, I uh, attempted to put on the gauntlets, uh-huh. um, and just at the moment that I tried to put them on to demonstrate that they uh, they weren't mine, uh-huh. I thought they were Dick Wizardries. I would recognize those gauntlets anywhere. Uh, just at that time, the fire blew out, and uh, no one ever knows for sure whether those gauntlets fit me or not. So there's a lot of conspiracy theorists. I don't blame you. Use the door. A lot of people think, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, I am not here to level blame at you. I must simply look at the facts as they present themselves, because that is how magic works. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I'll uh, ever marry again, but, uh, you know, I've certainly been through the ringer with respect to those three wives. So what is, so this seems like a really heated, I mean, at the very least, this must be a heated rivalry between you and Dick Wizardry. Yes, we had rivalry by fire. <laughs> is Dick Wizardry still around? Yeah, where oh, yeah. is Dick Wizardry? Oh, you better believe it. Oh, he lives in uh, Capital City. Yeah. Oh. He played for the Capital City White Trash. Oh. Which uh, which has become controversial now because it's a long, it's a nickname that's existed for a long time, but uh-huh. it's a derogatory, in, in some people's minds, a derogatory way to talk about poor white people. Yes. Uh-huh. And, uh, but the fans of Capital City say, no, 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 this is, this it's is respectful. It's a tradition. It's a tradition. We've called them the White Trash for years. And so now uh, that's one of the big issues in front of me is trying to get uh, the capital city to change their name. And as you can imagine, Dick Wizardry doesn't want it changed. Is there like a what would be a good name for them to change it? to? Uh, really anything other than the white crackers, crack. rednecks. That would those would both be good because capital city is famed for its wonderful <laughs> crackers. And uh, they're also it's very bright there. And so often yeah. people will burn the back of their necks. Sure. Absolutely. Well, so what, what are you going to do during the off season? If the, the cavalcade is, I guess, well, going to be done soon? Well, uh, hopefully, hopefully done soon. Like I said, I've got three rules proposals. I, I don't think I touched on the third one, but uh, the third change oh, yeah. I really, really want to make. Um, for the first one-third of the game of uh, Mittens, either team is allowed to say, nope, we're done, and stop, and then just restart the game entirely. Really? And that's called a first trimester abortion. (laughs) And I don't like that rule. I'm strongly against that rule. Now, Has there there been any talk in making it possible to end the game later? Oh, God, no one no one endorses a second no, or a third no, no, trimester no, 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 abortion. No, no, no one is for that. But there is there is a, a team uh, from the small town of Life, L-Y-F-E. <laughs> um, and so Life is famed. It's a, it's a team that always starts um, very quickly. Uh-huh. Uh, they, they get out to fast leads all the time. So fans of Life don't like these first uh, trimester sure. abortions. So anyone that's pro-Life is anti a first trimester abortion. Uh-huh. 
And so there's been a petition about that. Uh, and I totally agree because, for instance, in the cavalcade ongoing right now, they stopped it six times uh-huh. in the in the first trimester. We had six of those. And it's uh, just very, very frustrating because the game has already now gone about, what, three weeks longer than we hoped? Yes. Wow. As a Skur fan... I very much believe that this should be allowed. I am definitely not pro-life. For uh, Skur has a good end game. Yes. And I think they should be able to restart whenever they want. This one doesn't work for me. Throw it out. Yep. And so that's what's happened. Skur, uh, Uh, I forgot, you're a Skur fan. I'm a Skur fan. Nice. Well, Skur is in the cavalcade right now, and if they win, they will uh, go forward. And who is Skur again? They're the Skur... Buzzards. Buzzards. Skur buzzards. Yes, of course. That's why I ran out of horses, Arnold. I was murdering horses to follow the cavalcade, but the cavalcade's gone extra long this year. Ah, yeah, it's very frustrating. I honestly, in the last week or so, have not seen a single horse around Hogsface. I murdered them. Yeah. <laughs> how many? How many horses have you murdered recently? Uh, Forty. One hundred and three. <laughs> That's. Is it worth it? Yeah, absolutely. It's the best way to view if you can, but only, only wizards are able to do that. Yes, of course. Yes. Now, I, I, I'm sure there'll be more horses. They'll just walk into town in a couple of days. I don't know if it works that way, but uh, yeah, so I've... I think I've it does. Hopefully got some downtime, uh, you know, between the first cavalcade. The second one will start 20 minutes after the first one's over, <laughs> and then uh, they'll play that out. Yeah. Um, and then you know this year is a is an exciting year because it's we're we're heading for the uh, the tenth anniversary round uh, table round robin circular superstation wagon, what? so that will be terrific. What is that, again? what is that? Wait, first of all, what is that called? That is the tenth anniversary uh, round table round robin circular superstation wagon. So what that is is every ten years the ten teams that finished first mm-hmm. over the prior ten years who are not allowed to play for the next ten years they yeah. will all get together and have one huge octagonal plus two uh, <laughs> game uh-huh. of mittens. So and I'm sorry. So they all play. They all play together. Yes, we're busy building the field now. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be in Skur. It's going to be very exciting. So it takes a long time to build. You know, ten different two thousand yard fields. Yeah, and they'll all start in the middle and uh, just have a battle, and we'll see who the champion is. So then, what happens to all the teams that lose? To the teams that lo- they can never again play mittens. <laughs> never again. Never again. Wow. Another rule I'd love to change. Have, have you Have you ever participated in this event? Yes. Did you win? I won once, uh-huh. and then 10 years later, I won again. Uh-huh. And then in my final game, a lot of people don't have a 30-year mittens career. I did, 32-year yeah. mittens career. In my final game, we lost in the uh, 10th anniversary roundtable, round-robin, circular superstation wagon. And I, uh, I was forced to retire. Yeah. And then you were like, you know what? I love the game so much, except for some of the rules that I really do not like. Right. I'm going to be commissioner. Yeah. Some say I did it to take the heat off of my third murder trial. But I say I did it for the love of the game. Sure. Yeah. Now, you're very fortunate. You you were not picked as most valuable player in one of those games because the most valuable player is actually coated in gold. Yes. Oh, no. Coated in gold and then sold. Yes. (laughs) Who, who, and then just to big, like, sports fans buy the player? Yeah, it could be anyone. You hope it's a sports fan. I'll tell you that. (laughs) You really hope it's not someone who just kind of took a fancy to you yeah just a pervert yes who wouldn't want their favorite athlete coated in gold sitting in their home yeah it's the perfect uh memento mm-hmm. mm. 
I'll never forget Kareem Abdul Alcindor, one of the great players in the history of mittens. Uh, he was the most valuable player uh, in one of the uh, one of the tenth anniversary round table round robin circular super station wagons. And uh, the more time you say it, the more comfortable you seem with the name. I don't understand. I've been comfortable with it's it for years, for decades. It's, it's a very yes, very 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 well known mittens event. Uh, but I'll never forget Kareem getting coated in gold and sold to a, a just very clearly a pervert. <laughs> Do you have perverts on Earth? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The sad thing about the Kareem sale was that uh, the way the pervert just rubbed his own hands as he looked on and watched and sort of licked his lips. and mm-hmm. He made no bones about it. Yeah, he was just it, very, very clearly going to do some weird stuff with it was, Kareem. It was upsetting to watch. He made no bones about it that later on he was going to make some bones about it. Larry, thank you so much for coming back. It's been a real pleasure. We oh, should have you I've, back much sooner. It's been almost a year since the last time. Yes, it's, it's great to be back. You know, hope you're becoming a Mittens fan, Arnie. I know you'd never seen it before last I year. still haven't seen it. I mean, well, what? the Hawks, face team, the Hawks mm. face hasn't had a team this year because since I threw Flower off the cliff and now Flower's left Hawks face for Quest with Otak. So is Hawks face going to get a team again at some point? I suspect so. Uh, certainly they've petitioned to have one, and I, I don't see any reason that uh, that we shouldn't do that. But uh, I have to say I'm a little disappointed. You haven't watched a single Mittens game. We have many, many ways to watch. Uh-huh. Many great teams, not just a Hogs Face team. But you can watch Skur play or Di- Daggerdale or the White Trash, anyone you want. Sure. The next time I find a horse, I'll bring you. You can murder the horse. <laughs> and then you can watch along with me. Yeah, I, I think I might. Pa- pa- but you know, I'm not a big sports fan, even sports on my world. But you know what? I've got. You seem to know football so well. <laughs> you don't follow it. Maybe you could play, Arnie. Have you ever thought about trying out for a team? Oh, so- even thinking about it sounds exhausting. Well, you couldn't be a Baskin. Yeah, no way. You couldn't be a Hillsman. They have a mm-hmm. hundred to two hundred different tasks. You couldn't be a miscellaneous. Who's and- the biggest player on the team? Well, usually the quarterback. Quarterback? But you've also committed adultery, so someone could murder you. That was an accident. <laughs> it accident does accidental adultery count? Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I should not. I should not play this game. Have you ever... That's We have a, a thing in Foon called AA. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, if, I wonder if it's the same thing as we have on My World. Accidental adultery? Where you, you go in and you, you have a meeting and you talk about it? Everyone just talks about their... Their accidental adultery stories? Well, the name is a bit of a misnomer because I think most people are going there in order to have purposeful adultery <laughs> because it's a lot of people who claim to have had multiple occasions of sure. accidental adultery. It's a great place to meet up if you're yeah. looking for more adultery. There are a few people who have legitimately slipped on something and then puts their genitalia into another living creature. Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to read some emails. Oh, great. Uh, this is to chun at gmail.com, chun with six T's. Uh, this is from Thomas Meadows. Thomas writes, A few weeks ago, Arnie asked people to email if they had said Usador's full name during sex. And whilst it hasn't happened to me, I met a woman last week who, before having sex with her, made me get on my knees and say, Chunt, please. Chunt's up with that. Lots of love, Tom Meadows. Uh, not really a question. I suspect, a little, that. I suspect that didn't happen. A little more braggadocious than uh, I would expect. Uh, let's see here. Also, if you want to email me, you can email me at magictavern at puppies.supplies. I've been getting a lot of theory email theory emails lately about what's happened. There there might be a version of me still on Earth, although it might just be a joke. 
Uh, but anyway, I got another theory. Hi, Arnold. It's Arnie. I have a theory regarding the mystery man at Thanksgiving with your wife. I'm pretty positive a memory goblin, it would be a gremlin, has slipped onto Earth and it stole Sarah's memories of you. Why is this version of Arnie so much better? Well, Sarah's love for you must be strong since she remembers you as fit, successful, and attractive as <laughs> hmm, as opposed to the fat sloth Usador and Chunt describe weekly. Either that or she just imagines you that way to keep from being depressed by her life choices. Either way, she seems awesome, and you just keep doing you. Love the podcast. Best wishes, Ollie. Uh, there's, a, there's a sort of a positivity in there somewhere that I'm going to take. But yeah, I, th- I mean... Yeah, maybe. Maybe my wife is comforted by her nice memories of me, and they've manifested themselves in some way. It's possible. Now, of course, you can contact Usador on Twatterton at Usador the Blue, or you can cut your own finger, prick it with a rose bush's thorn, dip that blood over the paper on which you have written your name and your deepest desire, Set that piece of bloody paper aflame, and I shall hear your wish. I have another email here. This is from uh, Steve. Steve says, Mr. Chunt, Arnold has been lying to you. First time emailer, long time listener. I can't believe no one has let the cat out of the bag yet, but this Earth dimension isn't real. Arnold has been lying to you. Peace out, Holmes. Big old face. If Earth isn't real, where's he? Um, I don't know. Yeah, where would that email come from? Look, first of all, why Earth is real. Why would anyone invent an entire fictional alternate reality? It makes attention. no sense. Just a sad person who needs a lot of attention. <laughs> that does describe sad you. Sad person or people? Well, I, I, I'm mostly thinking of one person mm. in particular, but I, I suppose you're right. Well, Tom Bigglesworth created an alternate uh, universe in the loneliest, loneliest, lonely boy. <laughs> And uh, that's where mittens came from. So I think you know, creating an alternative universe can be uh, can be good. But if you do it, think it through. Can I get a copy of these books anywhere? We'll just go watch the plays. Oh, okay. Yeah, or we can watch it on my um, uh, magic box. Magic box. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, you know what? Here, why don't I read one more email here? Uh, hi, Arnie. I was too lazy to dig a grave to contact Usador, and I don't have a twat account. Ooh. But I wanted to let him know he's our team name and mascot for the St. Baldrick's team my friend Jen and I have created. We hope to harness his power to help raise money for children's cancer research. So maybe you could figure out a way to get some magic stones through the portal? Magic stones? That's not helpful. Anyway, check us out at www.stbaldricks.org slash team slash usador. Arnie, what kind of team, what kind of sport is cancer research? Oh, it's an important sport, I suppose. Uh, our world, like this one, has I mean, has struggles with uh, child death, and we should do anything we can, we can to help uh, counteract that. So if you go to this website, I believe you can also... Uh, their team is called actually Team Usador, Wizards of the Twelfth Realm of Ephesius. And so I guess there are people on Earth wanting to raise money for cancer research, and I'm sure that they are very confused by that name. It doesn't really mean anything to them. But if people want to go and uh, donate some money or something, they can go to that site. Fear not whatever confusion may be caused by this name. For Usador shall rally the troops to your cause. I, I shall not rest until I can do all I can 
from here in Foon, which is not very much. But I'll try. I want you to take a moment and find that childlike part of yourself that still believes in magic and crush it under your heel, because none of that really happened. If there were a magical world, surely there would be more gender variety than this onslaught of cis, hetero, white, 30-something men. Speaking of which, phone call from Matt Young, who played Usador, the shouting cartoon store called They're Running Out of You. And another call came for Adol Rafai, who played Chunt the Shapeshifter. It was Bernie Sanders' campaign office. I said, no thank you, Adol is Hillary all the way. Larry Birdman was played by special guest Rush Howell. And Blemish was played by Martin Wilson, who, even while I've been speaking, has posted over 500 pictures of his family onto every available form of social media. Sorry kids, daddy didn't have time to raise you, he was chasing that Instagram dream. Hello from the Magic Tavern is produced by Ryan DeGiorgi, Evan Jakover, and Arnie Niekamp. This episode edited by Evan Jakover. You know, Craig, it's been so long since I've done the full credits, I can't even remember what all the other bits are. Do something. Uh, we usually say music by Andy Poland and logo by Allard Laban. This week's sponsor was Emporium. Check out emporiumchicago.com cpc for a free drink or game token. And check out the Chicago Podcast Co-op at chicagopodcastcoop.com. Oh, uh, if you want more Magic Tavern, uh, listen to episodes 132 and 133 of the One Shot podcast, where alternate universe versions of Arnie Usador and Shunt showed up to play a role-playing game. Oh, that's fun. Craig, did you move the Dreamcatcher from over my bed? Yeah, it was dripping something viscous all over your sheets, so I threw it in the ionizer for cleaning. Well, don't come crying to me when dream demons claw their way into this world while I slumber. I never know if you're getting... This episode is brought to you by the effortlessly scrumptious bite of Skinny Pop Popcorn. Imagine this, perfectly popped, endlessly delicious kernels, a symphony of just three simple ingredients, popcorn, sunflower oil, and a sprinkle of salt. No compromise, just pure snacking freedom. And hey, if you're up for a twist, dive into flavors like zesty white cheddar to sweet and salty kettle. Every bite's a delight, light and oh so tasty. Shop Skinny Pop now.